Nice snap. Option, Elliott. Touchdown. When you come to the Big D. Fakes to Elliott and they go deep downfield and getting open and making the catch at the 25-yard line and taking it all the way into the end zone is Tavon Austin. Touchdown, Cowboys. You get beat down. The pass is caught. Cooper off to the races for the touchdown. This is the Big D Beatdown. Hey there, Cowboy fans. Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's Team. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and today I will be on my own for this episode of the Big D Beatdown. And we are brought to you today by Pigskin Nut as well as PigskinNutRadio.com, the undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're in your car, taking a break from work, or just relaxing at the house, it's always better to be doing so while you're getting your football fix. We break down players on our pro football scouting show, as well as tackle some of the most current and controversial topics on our football roundtable. We discuss some of the all-time greats on our show Wide Right, and put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite NFL teams, such as the Giants, Eagles, Browns, Broncos, Chiefs, Steelers, and of course, your Dallas Cowboys. Also, college football fans, be sure and check out our newest show, College Football Central, hosted by Josh Davis and as well as myself as a guest host. We've been breaking down all the conferences leading up to college football season. Be sure and check that out. Also, make Pigskin Nut and Pigskin Nut Radio your ultimate source for football news and radio. Remember, guys, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. And today on the Big D Beatdown, um, you know, I, I wanted to go into uh, the Jalen Smith contract just a little bit further detail than we than I, we did with me and uh, Coach Ty. Um, we obviously touched on that in our last episode, um, but I wanted to go into some of the ramifications it could have going forward because obviously um, this Jalen Smith deal is one that that absolutely impacts the Cowboys franchise from start to bottom. And I say that because th- this has been a pretty, you know, a pretty crazy offseason when it's come to, you know, getting the Demarcus Lawrence deal done as quickly as we could, you know, trying to avoid any kind of holdout situation, um, getting, uh, you know, obviously after that, who- who's next? Is it Amari Cooper? Is it Dak Prescott? Is it Zeke Elliott? Hey, we heard early in the process that, you know, that maybe it could be somebody that we don't think, you know, and we heard Jalen Smith tell people like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the Cowboys insiders that, you know, guys, uh, my deal could come together a little quicker than I originally thought it would. I want to be a Cowboy for the rest of my career, and they seem to want that as well. And sure enough, he ends up being the one to get the deal. Now, once we look at the figures of this deal, that's what I mean about what does this mean going forward? Because make no mistake about it, Cowboy fans, Jalen Smith signed a team-friendly deal. Now, he is in the top five list when it comes to guaranteed money on that contract, but um, but he did sign a team-friendly deal. And guys, if you've heard some of the past shows that, that we've done here on the Big D Beatdown, you would have heard me continuously talk about when we talked about contracts. Guys, Jalen Smith is moving up that list, not just because of how great a player is, not just because of obviously the character he is. And by the way, guys, if y'all saw that press conference 
with Jalen Smith. You listen to him talk. You listen to his love for the franchise, his appreciation to the franchise. Uh, you know, it, it makes me sick to my stomach to think that at one point he was a guy that we possibly thought could be, you know, on the outside looking in simply because, hey, got to get Zeke, got to get Dak, got to get Amari, might not have enough room for a guy like Byron Jones or Jalen Smith. And, you know, you you just, you you see everything. And I know everybody that gets signed in a contract extension is appreciative. But, guys, listen to the character he is. You know, we all know the story. You know, Notre Dame, that final bowl game, he could have sat out. He knew he was going to the NFL. He didn't. He wanted to be out there with his brothers on the field one last time in the bright lights of the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State. And you know what? It 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 turned out to be, I'm not going to say an awful decision because I don't think he'd, he'd make any other decision. It just turned out to be an unfortunate decision. He ends up hurting his knee in a way that, that had people, you know, scouts, you know, wondering how do you evaluate this? You know, Hey, if it's an AC, if it's just an ACL or something like that, that's great. We've got a timetable nerves. There's no timetable. They say, Oh, it should regenerate. And then it should eventually get back to a hundred percent in time. But guys, you know, as a scout, as a talent evaluator, you know, you just can't, you just can't, you know, assume anything with these guys. So bottom line is this guy, you know, the Cowboys, you know, they, they end up drafting him in the second round and he puts in the work and he stays focused and, you know, and in the end, he ends up becoming one of the, the bright young linebackers in our game. I mean, and, and, and we'll talk about some of the others because that was part of the reason that I thought Jalen Smith, you know, was going to be higher on that priority list than we initially thought. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, is he's part of now a young core on this Dallas Cowboys team that, you know, that you have to try your best to keep together. And for Jalen Smith, I think he set a little bit of a standard with this contract to the rest of that young core who is still looking for their contracts. But 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 let's start with this. Let's start with the fact that Jalen Smith, you know, he, the reason I started to come around on him and say, guys, he might need to be it might need to be sooner rather than later is because unlike the receiver position in which we're still waiting to hear names like Julio Jones and A.J. Green sign contract ex extensions, obviously Michael Thomas has gotten going. But, you know, we're still waiting for some of those other receivers that are, you know, probably a little bit higher in the pecking order than uh, an Amari Cooper. We'll, we're still waiting to see their numbers. I'm sure Amari Cooper's camp is still waiting to see their numbers to kind of figure out, OK, where do I fit in? What is my true market value? Um, you know, the running back position. Hey, Ezekiel Elliott wants to set that himself. You know, Todd Gurley said it a, a few years ago. Uh, you know, obviously there's other guys that are tied to it, Melvin Ingram and, 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 you know, right now, I don't know if, 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 you know, if anybody really knows what a, a running back's true market value is based on the fact that yes, in a lot of systems, they've been phased out a little bit. They're maybe not quite as important in the Cowboys system. They are, but you know, in the same sense, 
You know, there's so many different factors when you tie in, or okay, a running back that is getting those opportunities and putting up these numbers. You know, how many other teams would you be putting these numbers up with? Yes, you're one of the best line or running backs in football, but behind this offensive line, with the way our offensive system is built to be a run-first team, that we didn't do that because of Ezekiel Elliott. That, hey, it's been like that since the DeMarco Murray time, even when Darren McFadden was in here behind this offensive line. You know, when he finally got his opportunity, he rushed for nearly 1,000 yards in basically 10 games. So, you know, we've always had that mindset. Yes, Zeke fits into it perfectly. And yes, he puts up the best numbers of any running back in the league in this system. But, you know, it's funny. I We hear arguments that Zeke is a top five back and that he probably should be setting the market. But how many running backs out there would be putting up maybe not as good a numbers, but similar numbers to what Zeke Elliott has been putting up? You know, I think there's probably 20, 25 backs in the league that rush for 1,400 yards behind this offensive line. And like, I, and I continue to say this, it's not just the offensive line. It's the offensive system that is committed to running the football. A lot of these systems, if the run's not working early, they abandon it. The Cowboys do not abandon the run. They keep at it, they keep at it, they keep at it. So, you know, there's a lot of running backs out there that could be rushing for 1,400 yards behind this offensive line. Yes, Zeke is a candidate to rush for 1,600 behind this offensive line. Matter of fact, on a special season, 1,800. And who knows, maybe he even gets that 2,000-yard mark. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of running backs that could have success in this in, in this backfield. And at the end of the day, they do a good enough job to get exactly what you want out of the running back position in this system. And that's what we're looking for. I don't know if there's running backs anymore in this league that can flat out carry a team to a Super Bowl. You know, Dak Prescott's going to have to going to have to certainly carry his portion of the load. So the bottom line is, you know, I. I know Zeke wants that top of the market money, but you know, we're still trying to figure out what an accurate number is. And right now, obviously with him going back to Cabo, there's obviously a difference in opinion between the ownership of the Dallas Cowboys on what, you know, it should be and what Zeke Elliott's representation thinks it could be. However, you know, that number's not really set in stone either. The quarterbacks, yes, Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz have kind of opened up an idea of what Dak's market should be. The Carson Wentz thing is a little tricky because he's had injuries and he's also had an MVP caliber season prior to going down that that year the Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. You know, so that's a little bit of a tricky number. I think Jared Goff, you know, and Dak Prescott are both kind of, you know, in the same boat waiting to see, well, is he going to sign first? What's his number? And then base our number off that. And I'm sure both camps are telling him, hey, whatever he gets paid, we'll probably try and up it a notch. But at the end of the day, maybe the Jared Goff contract is probably a little bit more accurate for what we should be looking for at Dak. But that wasn't the case at linebacker. That's the bottom line is those numbers. We're still waiting to see what some of those numbers should be for the guys like Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, and Dak Prescott. Jalen Smith, we found out quick. C.J. Mosley goes out there and the New York Jets decide that hey, they want him. And we'll pay, overpay, to, and I, I say overpay, but in my opinion, that's what they did. Five years, $85 million, 51 guaranteed. That's a lot of money for a linebacker. You know, I, that is a lot of money for a linebacker. 
And that kind of started to set the market. From there, Deion Jones gets a four-year extension worth $57 million, 34 guaranteed. From there, Bobby Wagner, probably the guy who should be at the top of this list. I'd I'd put Luke Keekley in that conversation, but unfortunately, he's had some issues with uh, with concussions. So Bobby Wagner's probably the right one to be set in that market. You know, he gets a three-year extension, fifty-four million dollars, forty point two five guaranteed. You know, that's um. So so your market for Jalen Smith is starting to show itself. And I remember coming out after the Bobby Wagner deal and I said, okay, we're seeing, you know, 17, 18 million to guys like Mosley and Wagner on an annual average. I got to believe that at this point, Jalen Smith's number is probably five years, 75 million starting 15 million under Mosley and Wagner. Obviously, Wagner's got plenty of all pros and, and pro bowls under his career, although he is 29 signing that contract, whereas Jalen Smith is 24, you know, but, but CJ Mosley, 27. Yes. He's got some, some pro bowls to his name as well. You know, thought, Hey, 17 million. Uh, it's probably a good, uh, market value for, for Jalen Smith is probably just under that. Now make no mistake. Jalen Smith, his, his, his stock is shooting up. C.J. Mosley, you know, if Baltimore is well, willing to let you go, get away in, in free agency, you're going to a New York Jets team that's that's rebuilding. You know, his I'm not exactly sure his his stock is going to continue to rise at the rate of a guy like Jalen Smith, who last year was his first healthy season to play football. And let's talk about that season. Last year, 121 tackles, 82 solo, three forced fumbles, and four sacks. In his first healthy season playing in the NFL. Only his second season, period. Don't forget that the, the year prior to that, he played in that big bulky brace that made sure that, hey, if, if for some reason the nerves don't fire and you can't point your toe, that you don't go tumbling and hurt yourself, you know, which was the issue. So, you know, the bottom line is last year was Jalen Smith's really his first healthy year in the NFL, and those are his numbers. Now, by comparison, yeah, C.J. Mosley's had better numbers uh, in his career years. 133 tackles is his is his high. Deion Jones, 138 tackle is his high. Wagner season high is 169. Jalen Smith's not quite there in those numbers yet. But hey, when it comes to solo tackles, his 82 aren't far from Deion Jones's 91. 97, 96 for guys like Mosley and Wagner. So he's certainly on pace for that. His amount of forced fumbles, right there on pace with anybody's. Mosley's had three in his best year. Deion Jones has had one. Wagner's had two. Jalen Smith still hasn't recorded interception yet. Those guys have gotten their hands on two, on, on three, four, you know, even five interceptions in their season best. However, Jalen Smith has had four sacks in a season where Mosley, four is his best year. Jones, one is his best year. Wagner, five is his best year. You know, so obviously you could see there was a market being set for Jalen Smith. I personally thought it was five years, 75 million. That puts him behind annually what guys like Wagner and Mosley were at, and maybe just a hair over what Deion Jones is at. Although Deion Jones is, has done a little bit more to this career, and they are the same age at 24. But simply because Jalen Smith, you know, 
you know, coming off the season he had, knowing that he's probably still going to continue to grow, I think, you know, Jalen Smith might, his ceiling might have been a tad higher. And, you know, one of the hidden facts about Jalen Smith, if you go to profootballfocus.com, they'll let you know. Last year of any linebacker who was sent after the quarterback, nobody got home at a better rate than Jalen Smith across the league when it comes to uh, true traditional linebackers. So Jalen Smith, this is a guy who affects the pass just as much as he affects the run. Bottom line, five years, 75 is what I would have figured market value to be. And I don't think I'm alone in that situation. Jalen Smith's numbers, five years, $64 million, 35 and a half guaranteed. He barely got a little bit more guaranteed than Deion Jones. Didn't get anywhere close to Mosley's 51 or Bobby Wagner's 40 and a quarter. You know, 18 million on average for Wagner, 17 million on average for Mosley. Jones is just a hair over 14. And Jalen Smith, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's not, he's not at that $15 million mark I thought he would be. Hats off to Jalen Smith because, hey, he's coming in just under 13. Hats off to him for taking a team-friendly deal. When we get back, we're going to talk about what this means for the Cowboys franchise, not just those players that are are looking for more contracts, but you know, but but for the team mindset in general, and, and, and for this young core that the Cowboys have developed through the past years of just having outstanding drafts. We'll get to all that when we get back here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back. This is the Big D Beatdown. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and today I'm talking a little bit of a, a little bit of that Jalen Smith contract. We just got into some of the facts and figures. I kind of painted a picture for y'all about how, yes, he may be in the top five when it comes to guaranteed money, but when it comes to the 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 total, you know, worth of that contract, this was a team friendly deal. And you know, I just I, I I keep talking about how I think this impacts the Cowboys moving forward. I keep hinting to that, and I'm going to get there. But first off, you know, going back to that 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 press conference, you know, you just can't help but just just be thrilled for the guy and be thrilled that he's on your football team. And you know, it's funny because I, you know, he talked about how grateful he was, how driven he was to. Uh, to prove the Joneses and, and Will McClay right for giving him this opportunity, for drafting him, believing in him, you know, uh, when when Jalen Smith could have continued to fall. For all y'all who remember that draft, Jalen Smith should have been a top five pick. He would have been right there in the conversation with Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jalen Ramsey as the best player in that draft. And instead... That injury f- pushes him out of the first round. And let's be honest, the Cowboys got a little bit lucky that they were that they, you know, were even able to pick him and not just because he got to them, but because some of their prior plans fell through. You know, I don't know how serious they were about trading up for Paxton Lynch, but I know it was discussed and I know phone calls were made. Do they pull the trigger in the end? I'm not 100% sure they do, but We'll never know. What I do know 
is the Cowboys made a number of phone calls at the beginning of the morning before day two of the draft. That morning, they're calling the two teams picking ahead of them on in the second round. Cowboys had the third pick. They had two players in mind that they wanted. Kevin Dodd, the defensive end from Clemson, Clemson, and Emmanuel Ogba, the defensive end from Oklahoma State. And they wanted themselves a pass rusher. And they had a good feeling that Cleveland and Tennessee felt the exact same way. And the Dallas Cowboys tried. And they talked to both of them. They had conversations with both of them. And both teams stood firm. Nope. We want our pass rusher. Not sure how many of y'all, you know, knew that story. I'm not sure how many of y'all know where Kevin Dodd is right now. He ain't in Tennessee. Emmanuel Ogba's been shipped out of Cleveland. The Cowboys wanted one of those two. And because Tennessee and Cleveland chose to stand firm, the Dallas Cowboys had to had to come up with another solution. They looked at a, a couple of linebackers, Miles Jack and Jalen Smith, who were first-round talents, probably top 10 talents. Miles Jack was in that conversation for top 10 before you, you know his knee issue came up. But the bottom line is, is, you know, they had to make a decision. They went with the one they were familiar with. Their surgeon had done Jalen Smith's procedure. They trusted the guy at what he said that this will eventually, that nerve will eventually start to regenerate. And when that happens, he will start to get that motion in his foot. He will start to be able to get to the point where he can run at full speed again. And yes, he'll need a brace for a little while, but eventually, if all works out fine, he'll get there. When? We don't know. That's up to the nerve. It ain't up to the it ain't up to Jalen Smith. It ain't up to, you know, any kind of doctor, any kind of procedure. At the end of the day, it's all on the nerve. When that sucker st- it'll regenerate at its own pace. And when it happens, hey, it'll happen. And bottom line is the Cowboys ended up striking gold. Two of the five best prospects in that draft the Cowboys got their hands on, and both of them turned out to be exactly what you wanted once healthy in Ezekiel Elliott and Jalen Smith. Now, having said that and how thankful Jalen Smith was to the Cowboys organization for, for trusting them in that scenario, Guys, some of these other guys looking for contracts have reason to be thankful to the Dallas Cowboys, too. And let's start with that guy who's who just made the flight back to Cabo. Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott, who, you know, I don't want to be overly hard on Zeke Elliott right now because we haven't heard Ezekiel Elliott say a thing. We've heard his agent. Oh, the Zeke comment. We didn't find it funny. As if they listen, they only listened to two words of that entire interview. We didn't find it funny. We found it disrespectful. He says. Now, first of all, I don't, I don't believe Zeke feels that way. Zeke Elliott knows what this, what this franchise has done for him. He knows that they've had his back the entire way. I don't believe Zeke knows that way, but thinks that way. But I do believe his agent thinks that way. His agent, hey, you got to posture. You got to, you know, you got to hold your ground. And in some ways, you got to find ways to create some sort of leverage. Because right now, with two years left remaining on a deal, Zeke doesn't have much. Zeke does not have much leverage. I mean, yeah, you can you you can hold out, but at the end of the day, you don't get on that football field when the season starts 
You know, you're 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 wasting years in your prime. You know, everybody talks about running backs, miles on, you know, how many miles they've got left on the tires. Let's not forget this, guys. The older you get, the more the the, the more that 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 top-notch speed, that top-notch quickness starts to fade naturally. You can work as hard as you want, but you know, eventually Father time's going to get the best of you, and those natural gifts are going to fade a little bit. Zeke Elliott, you're wasting years of your prime if you choose not to play football. And I'm not convinced that that's what he's going to do, but right now, you know, it has to be a, a factor. And I believe his agent is trying to find any way he can to leverage a contract that Zeke Elliott wants. However, when Jerry Jones says, I've earned the right, to joke with Zeke. Hey, he ain't lying. You know, and 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 I've seen on Twitter all these, you know, fans across, oh, he Jerry Jones didn't do anything any other owner wouldn't do. Is that right? Because Kareem Hunt was cut in the middle of a Super Bowl run by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I get it. They lied. Or he lied. I beg your pardon. He lied. But you know what? They they drew a long line in the sand, and they decided that he'd crossed it, and 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 we still don't know what all happened with Zeke. Yes, it it appears by all accounts that Zeke, you know, was falsely accused in that situation in college. But you know what? It doesn't help that Zeke's getting you know extreme speeding tickets. In Dallas, down a highway that I am very familiar with, used to drive up and down it every single day on my way to work. And at the time he got it, that sucker had concrete barriers on each side of it. I mean, we we are not talking about a wide open five lane highway. We are talking about two lanes on each side, both of them concrete barriers on both sides while they continue to work on it. One person cuts you off. One one tire, you know, burns out or does anything that that it causes you to spin out, and people's lives are at stake. But Zeke Elliott, you know, speeding through there, he's pulling girls' tops up at the St. Patty's Day parade on Greenville Avenue. Hey, believe you me, it happens all the time. I've seen it happen every time I've gone down to Lower Greenville. But you know what? You're an NFL football player with a poor reputation to this point. He's in the middle of a club, in the middle of a dance floor, not up in the VIP, middle of the dance floor. Somebody gets punched, a fight ensues. Nobody knows if Zeke Elliott has anything to do with it. But I guarantee we'd know if he had been up in that VIP booth. And oh, by the way, this summer, when he's made plans apparently to hold out if he doesn't get a new contract. He decides to go to some rave in Las Vegas, which for those of y'all, I've never personally been to a rave. I've got a pretty good idea what happens at him. I've got a pretty good idea that alcohol is not the only thing that's consumed at him. But bottom line, Zeke Elliott goes there, gets in an argument with a girlfriend, a security guard, you know, ends up, you know, you know, Coming over, saying something, Zeke doesn't take kindly to it. He gets in his face. There's a little bump. The security guard trips over a, a you know, a little barrier, and all of a sudden Zeke's back in the commissioner's office. The Dallas Cowboys have supported you big time. 
you should be just as appreciative as Jalen Smith is. Jerry Jones got fined $2 million. He tried to hold up the extension for Roger Goodell. He had investigators getting everything they could for your defense. Hired private investigators. This guy threatened to sue owners in the NFL as a part of this process. So by all means, Zeke, you know, I get it. You want every dime you can get. Well, bud, you may have to forget about a few of them. You may have to lower your, and at the end of the day, let's not act like, you know, like you're trying to put food on your table. Bud, whatever contract you sign, even if it's one that is team-friendly to the Dallas Cowboys, there's going to be plenty of food on your table through the rest of your livelihood. If there's not, there will be nobody to blame but you. If you manage your money properly, I guarantee you, whatever contract the Dallas Cowboys have offered you to this point, which they say they've offered you a contract that's in the top five at the position, then guess what, bud? Zeke's going to be eaten for the rest of his life. Zeke's family is going to be eaten for the rest of his life. There ain't going to be no reason to try and find ways for ends to meet. They've met at that point. They're good buddies. Lifelong buddies at that point. Hell, now, he's not the only one. And I'm going to throw this out there, guys, because I evaluated Dak Prescott very well in the NFL draft. When he came out. And for those of y'all who don't remember, Dak's stock dropped a little bit because of a DUI prior to the draft. And yes, those charges were dropped. But at the end of the day, Dak Prescott was not a end of the fourth round prospect. People passed on him because of that particular scenario. And I'm convinced of it. I know that because I evaluated him, I scouted him. And I had a top hundred. Uh, I had a top hundred grade on him. I've I've been working at Draft Tech now for six years, which is an NFL draft website. I do. I still work for them doing scouting reports. I also do some draft stuff here at Pigskin Nut. However, my work at Draft Tech is is separate from that. I've covered the Cleveland Browns. I've covered the Rams prior, you know, prior to that, and I've covered the Denver Broncos ever since I've been there. And let me tell you something: the year that they won the Super Bowl. With Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler, all year during mock drafts, I'd been telling people they better prepare to take a quarterback. They better prepare to take a quarterback. Peyton Manning's likely to go out after this season. Brock Osweiler, if he hasn't gotten that starting job from a Peyton Manning that is not, you know, at the top of his game, he's probably not going to be thrilled with that that team. Therefore, he's li- likely to leave in free agency. I had, leading up, the months leading up to the draft, I had Dak Prescott being drafted by the Denver Broncos with the final pick of the second round. And by the way, guys, I'm not the only one that had that kind of grade on them. I've got other scouts that I converse with. Some of them, I do my best to pick their brains just to make sure that, that, you know, that I feel comfortable with some of my own opinions. I'm still, hey, believe you me, I'm still getting better in my evaluation of draft prospects. I try my best to get better every single year. And part of that process is conversing with others to make sure that, you know what, that I'm on the right track. I've got no humility when it comes to that. You know, if I've got to, if I've got to talk to, you know, somebody who I know has been doing this longer than me and say, Hey, what do you think about this? By all means, I'll do it. I did it. A lot of them felt Dak Prescott 
was going to be drafted at some point on day two. I The reason I had Denver taking him at the end of uh, the second round is because they needed an NFL-ready quarterback. They needed a guy, and if you didn't see Dak Prescott in the Senior Bowl where he outdueled the likes of Carson Wentz and won that MVP, Dak proved that, hey, I can run an NFL-style offense. There were guys like Paxton Lynch and even Jared Goff, the first overall pick, that weren't going to be NFL-ready. They were going to need some time. They were going to need some patience. Carson Wentz, NFL-ready. Connor Cook, I felt, was NFL-ready based on how long he played at Michigan State in a a very pro-style offense. Swung and missed on that one, but you know what? When it came down to NFL-ready quarterbacks, Paxton Lynch was not ahead of Dak Prescott on my list. Neither was a Jared Goff. I figured Carson Wentz, Connor Cook, and Dak Prescott were the top three. I also knew the Dallas Cowboys had a lot of interest in Dak Prescott, and they had an early third-round pick that I did not think he would get past. And I was not the only one. Our Dallas Cowboy analyst over at Draft Tech, guy by the name of Chuck Seipert, we call him Old Longball, Me and him were on a conference call during that draft like we are every year during the draft. And I'll tell you right now, me and old Longball, third round pick, we were saying, hey, this is where we get Dak Prescott. I can't believe he made it out of the second round, but this is where we get him. We took Malik Collins. Me and old Longball weren't necessarily jumping up and down. We liked Malik Collins. I know I did. But, you know, we thought we just cost ourselves an opportunity to get Dak Prescott. When he was available at the beginning of the fourth, it was top of the fourth round. We knew, hey, that DUI affected his draft stock, but hey, this is our opportunity to get him. They took Charles Tapper. I had to be reminded by some of the other analysts over at Draft Tech to put my microphone on mute while I'm cursing out the TV because I wanted Dak Prescott with that pick. However, once again, he continued to fall because of that DUI. There's no doubt in my mind. A guy with a top 100 prospect like that, especially when you're a quarterback, You don't fall. You get reached on when you're a quarterback. Teams reach to get you. So bottom line, he fell. He fell all the way to the end of the fourth round. The Cowboys brought him in. They took a chance on him. The Cowboys stuck with him when Tony Romo was healthy and ready to come back. For good reason. He'd earned it, but they could have turned those reins back over to Tony Romo. They could have turned those reins at one point or another over to Kellen Moore, who was injured when Romo went down, which is why Dak took some of those first team reps and ended up eventually being the starter they could have eventually went back to kellen moore who's now the offense coordinator but they didn't they were loyal to dak every step of the way and so i look at some of these guys and how they should be appreciative the similar way jalen smith does and guys i i got to admit you know i hope that ezekiel elliott was watching that press conference with jalen smith you know, talking about how, you know, appreciative he is and how much he wanted to prove them right because of how supportive they were. I get it. People all over the country think Jerry Jones is just a business guy and all he cares about is himself and his ego and his brand. Players to him are just, they're just checker pieces. I get you may think that. Why don't you ask Michael Irvin how he feels about Jerry Jones? Ask Nate Newton. Ask tons of Cowboys how they feel about Jerry Jones. They'll tell you something complete. Hey, you want to ask? Ask Des Bryant. Des Bryant may not have much love lost for certain Dallas Cowboys. Him and Jerry Jones have an outstanding relationship. Last I checked. 
So bottom line is, guys, this guy does really care about his players. He wants to pay them. But it, 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 it you know, this is a team that has, that they have a goal every year to win a Super Bowl. And yes, is it always realistic? Uh, no, it's not. There are years the Cowboys just do not have a Super Bowl caliber roster. But you know what? There are 31 other franchises in the NFL when they've got a roster like that. The goals drop, you know, the expectations drop, not for America's team. It's Super Bowl or bust, whether Quincy Carter is taking snaps at quarterback or Tony Romo or Troy Aikman are. Whether it's Dak Prescott or Drew Bledsoe or Vinny Testaverde, Drew Hutchison, Drew Henson. You know, the, the bottom line is, you know, you have to mix the business side of it with the team side of it. And that will always be something that Jerry Jones pushes for. Hey, we want to pay you. But you have to remember there's others on, especially right now, there's others on the list. Overpaying Zeke Elliott might mean Byron Jones doesn't get his contract. Overpaying Dak Prescott might mean in a few years, Cheeto Bay Awuzie doesn't get a contract. Or Tyron Smith gets away because we can't extend him at the right amount. Or who knows, Leighton Vanderesh doesn't st- stick around. We've got a terrific young core, and the only way we keep them together is by doing exactly what Jalen Smith did. And I hope everybody was watching that press con. Every Dallas Cowboy, young Cowboy that's up for a contract, was watching it and saw, wow, there's something bigger at place than just me. And for, like I say, for everybody who wants to make the argument that, oh, you know, go get your money, man. Get every dime you can, guys. There comes a certain point, if you are a responsible human being, there comes a certain amount of money where you've made enough. You've made enough to set your family up for the rest of your life, for most likely the rest of their lives. There comes a point. The difference in in, in Dak's negotiations, what his camp wants, to what the, the team wants, is not on separate sides of that point. Neither is what Zeke wants compared to what the Cowboys want to pay him or anybody else for that matter. And I hope they paid attention and I hope it rubs off. Because I and if it does, I tell you right now, Jalen Smith, the day Jalen Smith's contract was announced and he did that press conference and everybody got to see what an outstanding person and teammate he is. You know what? That could go down as being the this generation of Dallas Cowboys. It could go down as being their Charles Charles Haley moment. And for those of y'all who don't know what I'm talking about, the Dallas Cowboys had one of the most talented rosters in the football in the early 90s. In, in all of the NFL, we did not have a defensive play, uh, difference maker. We had plenty of solid defenders on this roster. We did not have a difference maker. And then Charles Haley was brought in. And the rest was history. Hey, the triplets got, you know, they they were the ones steering the ship. But Charles Haley was the X factor. Guys, Jalen Smith doing this could very well be our X factor. Because it can rub off on a Zeke Elliott, on a Dak Prescott, on an Amari Cooper, on a Byron Jones. And further past that, on guys like Cheeto Bay Awuzie, Jordan Lewis, 
Tyron Smith when it comes time to extend again. Travis Frederick, and by the way, Travis Frederick and Tyron Smith were taking somewhat team-friendly deals too the last time they signed. This isn't the first time this has happened on this team, but by all means, hey, you know, they they set a standard at one point. Jalen Smith is continuing that standard. And right now, when a lot of contracts are up in the air, when a lot could go wrong or right for the Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Smith gave this team a heck of a boost in the right direction. And it could be go down as our Charles Haley moment. We'll see what those other contracts end up looking like. We'll see if somebody ends up getting phased out like Ezekiel Elliott. Hey, guys, I don't want to lose Zeke Elliott. By, uh, believe you me, if and, and the Dallas Cowboys, if they will take continue to take team-friendly deals, and I'm not talking about difference of $20 million on a, on the, the, the longevity of the contract. No. But I'm talking about if they've slightly favored Dallas, similar to the Jalen Smith deal, then we get Amari, Dak, Zeke, and Byron Jones all extended over the next calendar year. They've got the space for it. But you know, if one guy or two guys get overpaid, maybe Byron Jones doesn't get his. Worse yet, maybe it takes a franchise tag in order to keep him around. And maybe that does put other players at risk. Maybe in order to make that space, you have to cut somebody that you really don't want to cut. You know, that's just the way it's going to work out, guys. So we can do this as a the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, y'all can do this as a group and we can keep that young core together. That core that includes Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, Byron Jones, and yes, I'm going to put Cheeto Bayouzier's name in there because I tell you, in preseason, he looks like it's his turn to break out. And there's others, Xavier Woods's, maybe even throw Randy Gregory's name in there, Connor Williams, Michael Gallup. There are others, but guys, that group that I just named. That is a young core that if it stays together, there is no reason the Dallas Cowboys should not come out of it with a Lombardi trophy at some point or another. I'm not promising this will be your next Dallas Cowboys dynasty, but if that group can't deliver a Lombardi trophy, if they continue to stay together, then guys, it just wasn't meant to be. I'm going to take one more break and then we will close out this discussion on Jalen Smith's contract and, uh, and we will be right back here on the Big D Beatdown. And we are back here on the Big D Beatdown. I'm Austin Smith, your host, and I am talking about that Jalen Smith contract, that team-friendly deal that shocked everybody because we were all waiting to hear about Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. And guys, you know, I've talked a lot about Dak and Zeke. I want to throw Amari out there because if anybody's got leverage right now on the Cowboys, it's him. And, you know, the bottom line is this. Zeke Elliott, oh, he's he's the engine that makes this team run. The engine wasn't running very hot at 3-5 and five last year. Apparently, 
It took Amari Cooper to get us over the hump. And yes, I mean, uh, the bottom line is if I'm Amari Cooper, hey, am I Michael Thomas? No, my numbers are not Michael Thomas's numbers. Are they Odell Beckham's or or Antonio Brown's or 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 Julio Jones who's who's getting ready to sign a new contract at some point you would think and AJ Green in the same boat are they similar to those numbers nope they're not but I'm just as valuable to my team as they are to theirs he's got and, and more importantly he doesn't have to be loyal to this team this team didn't take the chance on him the way they did Jalen Smith they didn't look past they didn't trust Everything they'd heard about a Dak Prescott who got a DWI, right? Or and, and guys, let, let me clarify. It was a DUI, and yes, it, the, the, that ended up going away. But the bottom line is still, I mean, it dropped him. Teams bumped him down. Some teams might have even taken him off simply because they didn't, hey, you know, we didn't get the answers we wanted to really find out if this is really who he is, so we'll move on. You know, he did Cowboys didn't take a risk on on him like that. Amari Cooper was in a situation in Oakland where they were gonna reshuffle their roster. They were gonna start fresh. Old John Gruden wanted, you know, it to be John Gruden's Raiders. I'm surprised right now that that that's not part of the argument about what's going on with everything in Las Vegas, man. Yes, they could be the Las Vegas Raiders, but I'd like Gruden to be somewhere in there. I think I'd like him to be Las Vegas's John Gruden Raiders. I'm sure that sounds really good to John Gruden. (laughs) But bottom line is, hey, Amari Cooper didn't want him around. Khalil Mack didn't want him around. So for Amari Cooper, yes. I mean, he was in a situation where team was just ready to move on, was ready to start fresh. He winds up here in Dallas. He ends up being a, a, a major factor in a turnaround here. He's the one I would assume has any kind of leverage. But once again, Amari Cooper... You know, even for you, bud, if you look at what you've gotten a chance to come to, you're coming from a mess of a situation in Oakland, a team that's uprooting, not sure exactly how that fan base is going to hold together, not exactly sure how that roster, anybody on that roster is going to hold together, or if they're all going to be shipped off one by one until it's all Gruden's guys, Gruden's grinders. But Amari Cooper, hey, you got an opportunity to come in here with an outstanding young group of players. And, you know, my hopes is this, is that he is grateful for that opportunity, no different than some of these other guys, either should be or are in the case of Jalen Smith. But the bottom line is, you know, the precedent has been set. And like I say, it was a a precedent that Tyron Smith had set before. Heck, Tyron Smith's contract was the reason DeMarcus Ware had to be released. And if you don't think that Tyron Smith took that into account when those negotiations were going underway, you are kidding yourself. And that's what's going to put more pressure on some of these guys. Jalen Smith, let me tell you something. If you're Dak Prescott and you did get paid the money that you want, and it's it, and it's more than the Cowboys were willing to do, but they eventually gave it to you. Let me tell you something. If you don't live up to those standards on the field, if you do not play up to that contract on the field, you've still got to look Jalen Smith in the eye every day. Zeke Elliott, if you get the number that you want and it costs us Byron Jones, let me tell you right now, you've got to look guys like 
Jalen Smith and Chris Richard in the eye the next time you're in a fight at a bar or you come out of a club drunk and, and do something stupid or you get in an argument with a girlfriend that winds up on a cell phone video. You know, you've got to come back knowing that Chris Richard, hey, you know what? I had a corner I really liked here, fit perfect in my system. We couldn't pay him because we had to overpay you. And now look, another situation where we could have had a high character, high level corner on this roster, but we couldn't. So we could make sure and get your deal done. You make one mistake, I mean, hey, I, I don't expect that these guys are professionals. They're not going to walk over to, up to Zeke and point it out to him. But let me tell you something. If it's not going on in your own mind, then we've got an even bigger problem than we think. Then, then, then the player is so self-absorbed that he can't see the light of day. The bottom line is, if you're going to go out and get that top-notch number you want, when guys like Byron Jones, Cheeto Bayouzier, and on down the line, even guys, even guys like Lyle Collins, who aren't going to get re-signed here, most likely, Malik Collins aren't going to get here, you know, re-signed here, Anthony Brown, you know, if it, 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 you know, those are the guys that are going to suffer from the idea of of all these others getting paid. They're the ones that are going to be out. And, you know, and so you've got to live up to not only your contract, but you've got to live up to the standard that some of those others that are no longer here set when they were here, character-wise, performance-wise. And that's pressure. And I hope that some of these guys that want these big numbers understand that. You're going to have to look Jalen Smith every, every day. You're going to have to look him in the eyes in the locker room. And you're going to have to feel good about what comes out of these contract negotiations. Because at the end of the day, Jalen Smith, hey, he decided that the star on the helmet was more important than the name on the back of that jersey. And you know what? That's the standard that has been set here in Dallas. It's been set by Tyron Smith before. It's been set by Travis Frederick. It's been set by Jalen Smith. I'm going to be excited to see how many more jump on that bandwagon so we can keep this core together and we can go get ourselves another Super Bowl. We can reconfirm that this is America's team, that we are the most lucrative and popular franchise on the anywhere in the world. Hey, that's what it's going to take, guys. And guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there on the Big D Beatdown. Thank you very much for tuning in today. And don't forget to visit us over at pigskinnutradio.com, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio, as well as pigskinnut.com for all our write-ups on the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, guys, pigskinnut is the football news that you've been missing. Also, if you like what you hear, be sure and subscribe to our show on a variety of platforms. The Big D Beatdown is available in the Apple and Google podcast stores, as well as on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Pod beam click the subscribe button and they'll notify you every time we put out a new episode and by the way guys be sure and spread the word of the big d beatdown we love getting new followers we love all the new listeners on our show and believe you me we'll be getting you guys involved once the season gets here with some of our mailbags 
Until then, thanks for joining us on the Big D Beatdown. I'm Austin Smith, your host. Have a good one, Cowboy fans.